Encourage Radio. Today we are here with, of course, Dr. Ron Smith. Doctor. Wow. I haven't heard that in a while. And of course, Jacob Miller. Hey, hey, hey. We are ready for a great time. We're going to be talking about blessings today. What does that mean? It means say the blessing around the... T- no, I'm just kidding. I mean, that's a, but honestly, that's what, that's what a lot of folks think of when we say, yeah. like, say the blessing. We need to say um, say the blessing. Um, that's not what it means. It literally means um, how to craft um, specific words over your children's life. It also means how to craft specific prayers over your children and your family, even your spouse. Um, the Bible is full of this. Yeah. And... Um, I, I started writing a book about this, um, which I'm actually almost complete. It just needs editing and all the hard part. It needs to be yeah. edited. It needs to be annotized. Um, it's, it's the easiest part just to write the content. But it's so what when we talk about that, it's giving the blessing. Here's 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 a simple way to say it. It's how to help secure your child's future. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty powerful. It is. Now, secure um in what? Well, make them feel secure. Make them feel blessed, literally, not, not a play on words, how to feel understood. But more than that, it gives them a sense of purpose. Yeah. Because we know, um, as having gone through childhood, and even now as adults, we know that, that there are things that can happen. There are things that people can say that attack our purpose. Like even as a, as a pastor, there are times that I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Like, am I really a pastor? Like, this is so weird. I never thought I'd be that. Even though I've done this for over 30 years, you know, there are times, and right, there's times we just question our significance. We we question our impact. But being able to, to speak into your child's life um, a consistent blessing over them um, is important. So that's what we're going to talk about just quickly. Like, well, what, what are the elements of a blessing? Practically, how to give a blessing. Mm. What are some questions you can ask that discover that? Um, uh, in your child, like, how do I know what to pray over? How do I, how do I know what to pray for? How do I know how to craft that um, for them? And then we're going to give you sort of a sample prayer um, for that. All right, so um, I'm going to, you know, I apologize, Ryan, but you're going to jump in as well, but I, I don't really mean to dominate this, but this was a book I was writing, and um, this material is just, it's just flowing out. Like, it's just... That's awesome. Okay, you know, but here's what I, what I find so amazing, what to me, um, I didn't see this. Um, for the longest time, like we read a book, like uh, I think the Smallies or something wrote a book on the, ble- it's actually called The Blessing, I think, something like that. We read that early on. And I mean, it's great. It gives good advice. But one thing I never learned was uh, how many times blessing is mentioned in the Bible. Mm, yeah, I didn't know this until I was writing this. The Bible opens with a blessing. Mm. Like a, the very first blessing in, in the book of Genesis, Abraham's blessing, which is still a covenant that applies to us today, by the way. Mm. Um, so you don't overlook that. So the Bible opens with that Abrahamic blessing. Um, Jesus, his very first words on the Mount Olivet Discourse are blessed. Mm. Like yes. his very first. So the Bible opens with it. Right there in the middle of the Bible, how Jesus started his ministry, the preacher of all preachers, 
opens with a blessing, and then the Bible ends with a blessing. Yes. Revelation 22, 4. So it's it's all throughout the Bible, and it's key to God's covenant. It's key to God's individual purpose. Mm-hmm. It's key to God's purpose for like mankind, like keeping his word, keeping his promise. The blessing's a big deal. Yeah. Yes. It's such a big deal that like the famous story of Jacob and Esau, the Bible says that when Esau discovered that he was he did not receive his blessing, that he cried a loud cry. Mm-hmm. Now we know why. Obviously he thought, you know, he was going to he was the the birthright was his and he didn't get it. But what you have to just take out of that this principle that listen, when a child here's what we know. Here I'm just telling what well, here's what we know. When a child when they do not receive their blessing, they often feel as though they've lost some significance in their life. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've that, never thought about that. Exactly. That, that's what I'm saying. When I, The more I studied this idea um, of the, the blessing in the Bible, how the Bible opens, it's in the middle, and it's in the ending. Like, why? Yeah. It's a thread that literally runs throughout the entire Bible. Mm. What we learn from that is not just Esau uh, cried because he didn't get the birthright, is because it was so much more than that. Yeah. It was his father's hand of blessing on him. It was his father's acceptance of him. Um, it was his father's sort of uh, vision for him. It was so much more than that. And so we know that when a child doesn't receive these spoken words of encouragement mm. of what I see in you, I mean, let me just put it this way. Like my mom never told me, you're going to be a preacher. Mm. But my mom did say this often. Ron, God made you for a purpose, and He's going to do great things for you. Yeah, that's all she. That's all she. And I can remember as I don't even know what age I was, but I was sitting in my mom's lap at this one house. That so I had to have been between the ages of four and six or seven. Mm. That's the earliest I can remember her telling me, Ron, God made you, God has created you, and He's going to use you in great ways. Like I can remember her speaking that over me. And honestly, that came back to me when I was called into ministry. So before God called me into ministry, I was in a phone booth on Camp Lejeune. And I'm standing there crying out to God, like, what is going on? And all I could hear was, I have made you, I have created you, I have a purpose for you, and I've made you for greater things. Wow. Now, at first I was like, okay, that's cool, but I'm stuck in a phone booth and and I don't know what's going on here. (laughs) But still, I recalled that blessing. Yeah. Wow. And then a few months later, he called me into uh, into ministry. So, so let's talk about this idea of like, how do you how do you bless your children? Is it is it just you're doing a great job? Is it is it you know God has great things for you? It's it's a little bit of that. It's a little bit of both. Um, so let's let's identify um, the blessing by identifying elements that are in it. Okay. Okay. So when you look in the Bible. Every blessing contained the same elements. Mm. It's amazing. Number one, that to make things possible um, happen when everything else seemed impossible. Mm. Yeah, like when God said, "I'm going to, you're going to be this." Like Abraham, for instance, the very first one that blessing was given to. I'm going to make you the father of all nations. Do Do you know what Abraham's name means? What father? Hmm. Wow. What a joke. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like the irony oh, that, yeah. that God used his name um, to speak blessing into him, but yet, he er, 
He, he doesn't have it. Can you imagine the conversations? So names are significant. Yeah. Yes, very much so. So when, like, for instance, like uh, blacksmith, when, mm. you know, when I said my name and I'm blacksmith, that literally meant like that was my trade. Yeah. Okay. So your name meant something. Yeah. Well, Abraham meant father. father. Wow. So, so the very first question they probably asked him when they said, hey, what's your name? Abraham, they probably automatically said, well, how many children do you have? Yeah. Can you imagine the sinking feeling in his stomach when he had to say none? Yeah. And they were like, wait, well, then why is your name Abraham? Abraham? And he's like close to 50 or something like that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, what? Yeah. So she was, what, 85? He was 85 when he had um, Isaac. Finally, yeah. And she was 75. So they were 10 years apart. But still think about that, okay? So my point on all that is is God was speaking something possible when it seemed impossible. That's cool. Now, that can be as generic as, like, my mom spoke an enemy. God's going to do great things. Like, what does that mean? You know, okay? Uh, Here's another thing, an element that it it was to give power when you felt weak. Mm. So when a child begins to go through insecurity, and they will. Yeah. When someone says something mean and cruel and demeaning to them, which that will happen, even at work. Somebody's going to say, those are the ugliest shoes. Like, where did you buy those? You know, that kind of a thing. Um, Like, when, when even as adults, the blessing kicks in when we're weak. It gives us the power to say, I heard that, but I'm not going to believe that. Yeah. Because that's not what was spoken over me. Here's another element that it included. um, To provide guidance when needed. Believe it or not, the blessing provides guidance. So, okay, take me, for instance, when I'm in a phone booth and I'm questioning, like, Lord, I, I, I thought the Marine Corps was, was your decision for me, and I thought it was part of your will. Then why do I feel this way? Hmm. I would begin to hear, well, God's got great things for you. I didn't know he was going to call me into ministry. I just knew, okay, well, he's going to use this. This absolutely stinks. Like, this moment in the Marine Corps stinks, but God's going to turn it into something else. Yeah. What? I had no idea. But it, it still guided me, like it, it kept me out of the ditches, and it kept me on, on the road. Here's another one, to grant authority um, to humanity. That's a big one. There's so many illustrations in the Bible we could go through and, and use that. But here's the point. When the world tells your child this, or the, the world tries to frame your child as this, your child now has an inner confidence, an inner authority, an inner calling that says, I don't think that fits me. I don't think that's who I am. When the world tries to slot them in a certain way because you have spoken a blessing over their life, my goodness, does this not speak to helping your child with their physical identity, sexual identity, emotional identity, Mm. spiritual identity, um, helping guide them along the way? Like it gives them authority in the midst of our frail humanity. Yeah, I know who I am because... This is what the Lord has called me to do. Exactly. Yeah. And you say, can a six-year-old know that? Absolutely. Mm. A lot of the, many of these blessings, like all right, Jacob and his 12 sons, like many of them were spoken over their sons at various ages. Right. Okay. Here's another one. We're talking about how, what are the elements that each blessing in the Bible contain? It's amazing how they all contain this. Here's the next one, the last one. It gave them the ability to speak courage, strength, and power, which by the way, all three of those things, courage, strength, and power, are the exact opposite of our sinful nature. Mm. Our sinful nature lacks courage. Our sinful nature lacks strength. Our sinful nature lacks power. Yeah, A blessing gives that. So listen, the blessing is the um, medicine 
that steps in that counteracts the sinful nature. Wow. Oh, wow. Think about that. Yeah. So it's so important to, to speak that blessing. Well, how do you do that? All right, so I love it that we have Waterstone Academy. It's up and running, and it's a pilot program. And the, the families that the Lord has brought are purposeful. They're by design. Mm-hmm. Like they are the ones that are supposed to be on the ark right now yep. as we're building this thing because we're learning so much from this. Uh, we're trying to pioneer a, a new way of education. By pioneer, I mean we're trying our best to follow the biblical model of education that was laid out for us. Mm. That in some instances, since we have such an ingrained system of, of education, we try to figure out how to make the two match. We're trying to do that. Yeah. Okay. But bottom line, no matter what form of education you choose for your child, homeschool, hybrid, online, public, Christian, charter, private, I don't are there others? <laughs> it doesn't matter what educational model you choose. Every parent is a homeschooler. Yes. Yeah. Every every parent is. Um, now think that's not just Christians. Like I was in the parking lot the other day. And, uh, well, I know we've all seen this before, and I come out, and I just hear this really bad music. I mean, it's dark. Mm. Like, it's loud. It's like, dun, 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 but the But the words were, like, dark. Yeah. And the windows were down, and I'm like, wow, that's just some vile music. Mm. There was a gentleman in a car. He had three kids in the back seat. Mm. Yikes. All three kids had dark circles under their eyes. And the middle, the middle, the middle son, I'm, I'm going to say, was probably eight or nine. Hmm. Um, another, his younger sister was beside him. She was probably, I'm going to guess, six, maybe. And then there was one that was little enough to be, and I couldn't quite see in my quick glance whether it was a toddler car seat or a little bit smaller. But all of them just had such, I can't even explain it. On their countenance. Oh, my goodness. It was just like dark. It was just like... I hate to say it this way, but like their soul literally had been sucked out of them. Yeah. Like it just wasn't there. Um, here's my point on all that. It's 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 not just this is this principle isn't just for Christian parents. Like, even if you're a non-Christian parent, you're still homeschooling in some manner. Like he was homeschooling at that moment in his car. By the language coming out of that music, yeah. Yeah. he was giving his kid a, kids a world philosophy. Yeah. Yes. To like the words were like hate life. I mean, I I some of the words I can't say. And I'm like, I cannot believe this. Like this ought to be against the law for kids that age to hear this type of words. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Every parent's a homeschooler. Right. Whether whether you know it or not, you, you don't even have to have an official curriculum. You're teaching your child. So here's what I mean. Here's point number one. How do you um speak the blessing? You have to become a student of your child. Yeah. Mm. They're a piece of wood that has a grain. They are a, a, a rock, a marble that has a grain, and it's your job to come in and discover it, not place what you want them to be over it, but find yes. out how God created them and then see that and then begin to shape that or make that block have a form that God wants it structured as, Yeah. right? Yeah. Here's the next thing, identify identify each child's giftings. Now, mm. notice I didn't say abilities. I didn't say talents. We're very good at parents because that's they're a little bit more easily pronounced. Like if your son is really good at throwing a baseball, you'll know right off the bat. If your daughter is really good at, at dance or throwing a softball or archery, mm. you'll know right off the bat. Like they'll just naturally pick up a bow and arrow and be like, fling, and you'll be like, whoa, 
I had no idea you could do that. Yeah. So I didn't say talents. I didn't say I didn't say abilities. I said giftings. Yeah. Um, so you God has already wired them to be a certain way. Now, yeah. yes, you don't get your spiritual gifts until you become a follower of Christ, but it's already in them. Yeah. Like Christ already placed that in them. He knows that's what they're going to be. Yeah. So that at the moment of salvation that's activated. Well, guess what? They better understand their giftings if you help call that out in them. Yeah. Does that make sense? 100%. So how does how does this happen, right? You have to start directing each child's uniqueness. Mm. Like once you find out what makes them unique, develop that. Um, so for instance, um, didn't know I was going to be a pastor, but because during school, a school psychologist came to observe me. Yes, because I would stand on the desk and walk back and forth. And she said, he's either going to be a lawyer or a preacher because all he does is stand up and walk and talk in front of people. <laughs> okay, right. So if your child is naturally like gifted and in, in, in unique in some of those areas, learn to put them in areas that one's going to help harness it. Like, okay, you may be gifted in this area, but now is not the time to use it that way. Right. Yeah. Okay. Here's another one. Celebrate each child's differences. Mm. Yes. That's Some, important. Right. Sometimes we make fun of what they do wrong instead of celebrate who they are. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in making fun of what they do wrong, then that's what they're going to pay attention to rather than celebrating who they are. Yeah. Yes. We have to learn how to celebrate who they are. And now, mom and dad, you got to learn. You got to, and trust me, this is a hard one. You have to learn to rise above comparing your child to others or comparing other children to yours. Mm, that's really hard. Oh, that's really hard. Because each child's going to hit different landmarks um, and milestones at different moments, de- mm-hmm. depending yes. upon how God how God shaped them. And so, like, I, abs- I, I failed penmanship in kindergarten or first grade, if that's possible to do. <laughs> like, I, I did. And still, to this day, my penmanship is not that great, but I'm a writer. Yeah. But my penmanship stinks. Thank God for right. Microsoft Word, you know, and, and talk texting and speaking. So we're talking about here like the power of blessing in your child. Like Raina, we've seen this with our girls. Mm-hmm. Like how significant words of blessing are in their life. One of the things Raina does, um, even now when our girls are leaving, even the two that are married, and we see them pull off. Or when Raya's still in the house and she's leaving, what what is it that you say? I blessings over you. She literally just says just those words. Yeah. As they're leaving, blessings over you today. Now I'm sure down in her heart she has specific prayers for them. Yes. Very obviously. much so. And it's not time at that moment as they're pulling away to say blah 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 blah. So she just says blessings over you. I mean, just saying that as they're pulling off. Mm. The impact that makes on them, like, wow. Yeah. Like. She cares. She cares. Yeah. I was just blessed. Yeah. I mean, think about that. So th- it's so easy, believe it or not, even if you just did that, even if you just said, like, I end all of my emails and even some of my texts with blessings. Mm-hmm. Today, um, I literally responded to four people on Messenger and said, I pray blessings over you or pray, pray blessings over your marriage or your family or your job or where you're going. It It's just using the word mm-hmm. because the Bible is significant in that it begins with that, it's in the middle of that, and it, and it ends with that. Well, so how do you discover, like, have you ever thought about that? So how do I discover how to pray for my child? How do I discover how to pray for my spouse? I'm going to give you some questions. Um, do you know what your spouse or what your children dream of? Hmm. Like, have you ever asked them that? 
Yeah. Have you ever asked them like, what What do you dream of? And of course, a certain age, you know, when they're when they're five years old, they're going to want to be everything. Today they're going to be a firefighter. Tomorrow they're going to be an astronaut. Tomorrow they're going to be a, a doctor. But ask them at each age, what is it that you dream of? Ask your spouse what you what you dream of. I used to ask Randy. I still do those questions all the time, right? If you could go on the ultimate vacation, what would that look like? <laughs> mm. And that's so hard for her to answer. But you know, a lot of times she's like, I don't know. I just at home with my family or hanging out kayaking with my girls. And I'm like, okay, if you could if you could visit any state, what state would you visit? She, she'll say things like, well, I don't know enough about each state to say that. <laughs> that I'm like, is so true. <laughs> but I'll say, okay, I don't either. But if you could picture something in your head that might be in a state, where would, you know, what would that look like? Right. Yeah. So you're you're trying to you're trying to pull out of their head get words that you can kind of tell that... Con- Listen, children have conversations with themselves just like you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And so you got to get that conversation out of them, okay? Have you ever taken the time to ask this question? What do you think God created you for? Mm. Yeah. At, now, ask them that at obviously a young age, but if you have teenagers and you're just now hearing this, you can still ask them that. Yes, very... Yes. It, it doesn't have to be when they're four and five years old, six mm-hmm. or seven. But ask your children, what do you think God created you for? What do you see yourself becoming one day? Do you have a sense of God's purpose for your life? Mm. Like, these are questions you ask, and the more you hear them give answers, you will you can say things like, well, I'm going to pray blessing over that. I'm going to pray blessing that the Lord uses you in this area. Yeah. If you don't know, like, how to pray over that, one of my favorite things to do when the girls are younger was describe to me your future husband. <laughs> what does your wedding look like? Yeah. Yes. You're going to buy a house. What does your first house look like? That was so much fun. You can ask boys some of the same questions like, what do you see yourself doing one day? What's your first job? What do you see yourself doing? Like you can ask them so, those questions. One of Raina's favorite questions, and she still does it today, she teaches moms and dads t- today still do this. Ask your kids when they get home, what is your high for the day and what was your low? That's such a great encompassing question. Yeah. And I love it because it's so open-ended. Yeah. yeah. It could be anything. It could be anything. Now, we often ask closed in, closed-minded questions like, did you have a good day? Yes. Mm. That leads it to one word, yes or no. But when you say, describe to me your high and your low, you're learning. Like, yes. what did I celebrate or what did I feel awesome at and what hurt my feelings or what did I, where did I struggle, what yep. went through my mind and my heart and my head. And so now you're able to begin to craft a thought, a blessing, if you will, around that. Yeah. Like, I just, I can't put into words like how important the blessing is. Now, in the Bible, the blessing was like like a a head covering. Yeah, it was it was a protective covering that was sort of placed over your your child. Like Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, for I know the plans I have for you. That's like a blanket. Yes, that lays over them. What is that verse saying to that child? You're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like don't you hear that? When you bless your children, you're letting them know they're here for a reason. Mm. Yes. It gives a, a child a sense of position. It gives them a sense of purpose. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yes. So many children need to hear that. Oh. I mean, all children, but like nowadays especially. Exactly. All right, let me me go back to the one I said. So let's just say you have multiple children. 
there's always the first child, middle child, third child, or fourth, fifth child. There's all the birth order stuff that is has some validity to it. Well, in a family of multiple children, even two, sometimes one child can question their position in life and even in the family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, your specific blessing defines their position. Mm-hmm. Don't compare yourself to your older sister, your older brother. Don't compare yourself to your younger sisters or younger brothers. Don't compare yourself to your cousins. You are you, and this is who you are. Right, and it all it not it not only defines position, but it defines purpose. Yeah. Yes. Like once again, you're letting your child know they're here for a reason. Have you ever said these words to your child? You are not a mistake. You are not an accident. You were a forethought before we ever thought about you. God thought about you. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever blown your children's mind with saying before mom and dad ever thought about God give us children? God already knew He would give us you. Yes. And that got and that made God happy. Yeah. That made God happy to think about you and to think that He created you and that He was going to give you to us. I bet that would be the child's high of the day. Oh my God. <laughs> For the week yes. year. <laughs> exactly. Like speaking that into them. Okay, so let me let me sort of close with this. Mm. Or sort of wrap up with this. How do you bless your child? Mm. Well, one, the Bible gives a very specific instruction. You do it physically. And you do it prayerfully. Ugh. So you got to touch your child. Mm-hmm. Often the Bible says they they place their hand on their head. Mm. Mm. Be the back of the head, could be the back of the shoulder. You can hug them. But when was the last time you equated what the power of what you were about to speak with putting a hand on them or or hugging them? Like sometime today or this week, after you've crafted a blessing or you've prayed about what to say over your child, put your arm around them. Put them in your lap, whatever whatever size child they are, right? Um, if they're little, like you figure out how to physically, like, is it going to be a hand on the head? Am I going to hug them from the side? Am I going to pull them in like a bear hug? And I'm going to speak this over them while I while my mouth and chin are over their head, kind of thing. But the Bible literally talks about how they they put their their hand on their head. Do you know what's so alarming right now that the as I read the family um, statistics that are coming out, mm. they're saying one of the greatest tragedies today is there's a generation of of kids that are being uh, brought up that are searching for a future. Yeah. Wow. For sure. Like because there's so many questions about identity and so many questions about family, so many questions, and now like with with um, artificial intelligence and things we can search. There's so much out there that they that they have knowledge of, but they have no idea about. Yeah, there's no truth. Well, there's no truth, yeah. But they have knowledge of, but no idea about, which means they're still searching. Correct. Yes. Like, what does this mean to me? Where do I fit in? If if they're struggling with this and they're struggling with that, what are my... Listen, what they're asking most now is, what are my struggles? Mm. That we have a whole generation of kids that are asking, well, everybody else has struggles. What are my struggles? Almost like they need a label. Uh, Can you say that again? (laughs) Say that again. Well, it's almost like they're searching for their label. And what does a blessing provide? Wow. Who they are. Their label. Yeah. Well said. That's exactly, they're looking, they're searching, just like Esau, he cried because he lost his label. Mm. He didn't lose so much his birthright. He lost his label. He lost what his place in the world kind of a thing, right? Yeah. That's what that's what statisticians now when, that are studying, we have a whole generation of children that are searching for a future. So how do you bless your children? 
touch them. Put your arm around them, hug them, and speak something over them. All right, I'm going to close by giving you a sample prayer of what you can pray over your uh, over your children. And uh, Lord willing, I'm going to finish this book on how to bless your children, and this is in that book. And uh, by the way, it's uh, if I complete it, it's going to have the ABCs of blessing. Like with, with each letter of the alphabet, I've given you like letter A is here's a blessing for letter A. And then we have folks helping me right now. I've written, I've selected 365 verses. And so we can have a specific prayer based on each verse. We want, I want to be able to give you a verse and a prayer for every day of a year for your child. Yeah, that's awesome. Think about this. So here's one of the sample prayers. It goes like this. Heavenly Father, you are the Lord God who is with us. Today as, and insert your child's name, right? Today as Raya. Today as Rayleigh. Today as Rihanna. Today as Benjamin. Today as Benjamin goes to school, I pray you surround him with your presence. Go before them today and let, in this case, Benjamin hear your words. I pray today that you protect their ears and bless their surroundings. I pray a blessing of encouragement of over their life. May they hear joy, laughter, love, and support. Bring special friends into their path at just the right time to hear how much you love and cherish them. We pray blessing over them today. May today they speak words of hope, cheer, and encouragement, and by their words, let it change the words around them. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm. Amen. Just a quick sample prayer of how you literally speak life. Yeah. I mean, as Raina said, so well said, you give them a label so the world doesn't assign them a label. And before the world assigns them a label, the Bible has given you and I a beginning, a middle, and an ending with this word blessing. God spoke it over Abraham, that same covenant is ours. Jesus spoke it into our life in the Olivet Discord, and he speaks it at the end. It's a powerful, powerful covenantal concept of covering over your children. You know what? Your children are going to make mistakes. I don't. Maybe this morning you're a little upset, and I'm like, I told you to pack peanut butter and jelly, and you packed mustard and pickles. I have no idea. And you're like, why can't they just make lunch? Maybe you're. Maybe you're like, I've asked them 15 times to clean their room. I've asked them, don't forget your cleats on the way to practice. You're probably a little frustrated with them. You know what? Right now, pause and just say, God, take away my frustration and help me to see how you've gifted them so I can pray blessing over them. The most powerful thing you can do in your child is simply just say this, blessings on you today. Mm. It's a powerful scriptural biblical principle. And I pray that over you as parents. Ron and Randy, you know that for Encourage Radio. That is our hope. Yes. We pray blessings over you as parenthood. We pray blessings over you in your marriage. We pray blessings over you in your job. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May his countenance shine upon you. That is the Aaronic blessing and uh, a prayer found in the book of Numbers. And we pray that over you today. Speak life, speak blessing over your children. Let the word of God shine out of you so it blesses them. Amen? Amen. Well, we pray you guys are encouraged. Thanks for listening today. And as always, like, share, subscribe, but tune in and pray and be developed in Christ. Blessings on you today. Amen? Amen. All right, talk to you guys soon.